0: Hey, um, well, I didn't expect any of that. I, and I say that not as a, wow, I didn't expect that. But quite literally, I didn't expect any of that. Um, and so I want to say thank you. Um, and, you know, ultimately, whenever we gather, it's, you know, it's not about me or Noel. Um, yet tonight it is. So uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. But for real, it's it's like it's why what what's the why that we gather and um, but I just I I don't know I don't know what I'm supposed to say I just want to say thank you I want to say it's been an honor to be um, a part of this family here I want to honor before I forget I want to honor my parents mom and dad thank you for your words um, and for your leadership and for your yes, uh, and I can't help but think, you know, Cameron, thank you and Alyssa too. Uh, I, I wanna thank all of you, but um, particularly, you know, Cameron, you were mentioning Bob Smith, and some of you have heard the story, but Bob Smith was a guy who worked with my dad in a tumultuous time in his life, invited him to church. You and I are standing here today because of Bob's yes. Bob was standing there in the early 80s, whatever year it might have been, because someone else's yes, who was there because of someone else's yes, who was there because of someone else's yes. Um, And your yes, we may never read about it, but it will begat somebody else's yes. And um, I'm humbled and like, there's kind of like, a, of course, like, you know that because you know, if you know the kingdom of God, you just understand that when you do something, that it has a ripple effect. It just does. It's how the kingdom works. And yet, when you hear it and you see those things, it's just, it, it's cool. And so I just want to say thank you. Um, and that video, was, that video was cool. Um, and thank you for including, including Ryan in that. Um, some of you guys don't know Ryan, that first guy who told the story. Probably one of the funniest people who I've ever known. And uh, it was one of my best friends. And he passed away just a few years ago uh, due to a brain aneurysm. And, um, you know, I didn't. that was actually the beginning of a pretty unique couple-year season that bled in, even into COVID. It was in 2019. And um, so just being able to see that, remember that was, was really special. and um, But just reminded me, man, this is long. Like, this is the long game. And, um, and so all that to say, um, what do I say? I don't know. Um, I just wanna say thank you guys. And I have a short message I guess I wanna share, but before I even do that, I wanna, I wanna shout out uh, Naharika, and uh, you, the last, um, the last couple years in particular, have just stepped up and led so well. And um, most of these people, like this is the odd thing. Like I've been doing other stuff and getting older and having kids. And um, most of the people in this room uh, are in some way tied to Naharka who in early COVID was already doing stuff, it was already a youth leader, but stepped up and just began to take charge. And so you ought to honor her just the same um, and going forward because you're here because of her, yes. And it's funny because we were talking about Neon Night, your first night coming with Angel was on a Neon Night. And who would have thought that that would lead to this? I hope you see that trend, like there's just something about when you say yes to God, don't underestimate it. I want to honor you because I I just, I'm excited for the future. And uh, you might be asking, okay, so what does this look like going forward? And so um, our youth team, what I'm going to do, I'm just saying it now, I'm going to come back in a couple weeks um, and just hang out again and be a youth leader. I will be a youth leader when Hayden is in middle school but I'll just be a volunteer youth leader. I think it's a great idea. She'll hate, She'll hate me? Okay. But our, our youth team, guys, I'm so excited about the future. And I want to have Naharika and Talin and Malachi. Can you guys stand? Can we give it up for Naharika and Talin and Malachi? And, um, <laughs> and we will... We will pray them in and, and honor, honor them in, in a couple weeks, and, and, uh, but I'm, just ex- I'm encouraged and excited about the future. Uh, the future is young, and it is bright, and it is new, and it is uncharted, and it is weird, and it is awesome, and that's because you guys have some great people at the helm. Not only that, you have great leaders, and uh, not only that, man, there's a legacy in this house, and you may not know the, the the entire story. And I don't have the, the two hours to give you how my parents' story and, and the legacy of, of the church that they were a part of, what what that came out of and how that is intertwined with the church that in 2012, Real Life Church in Maple Valley and Covington Community Church in Covington merged together to create one church. That was in 2012. And even the histories of that were all linked. And in this room, in this building, this chapel was built in about 1973. Maybe 74 it was completed. And, um, and people, some of whom are still in this, in this church, if you ever see a guy who's missing a leg, wait, does he? he's missing both legs now, right? Does he? he has one of them still, Skip. Uh, he's, he's losing his hair and he's lost his leg and uh, he's like, I didn't want it anyways. It was getting in the way. So, uh, but Skip and his wife, Chris, um, people like that that are still in this church today used their physical hands to build this physical building. And that's wild. Because there was real sacrifice that went into creating this space they somehow knew you'd be sitting here tonight even though they didn't know you'd be sitting here tonight. But they built knowing that there's a future that is out of their hands and yet it's not really, is it? Because God is building his church. In the, in the early 70s and throughout the 70s and even into the 80s, uh, there was revival that broke out here. This building was packed um, to the extreme and in the 70s, they literally had, what was the technology, what was it called? It was before live stream existed. Huh? Closed circuit cameras would be up where that back TV is. And they'd have cameras up there streaming the service to downstairs. Where the basement, if you've ever been there now where our early learning center is, that basement was full of people. And the, the service that was happening upstairs, if you ever go down there on a youth night, just listen. Don't go down there. You're not supposed to be down there. You're supposed to be up here. But if you're ever here um, and you're like, I just, I want to hear it, you, you'll see the, the, the beams bend and you'll hear the, the, the pounding. You can hear one person breathe when they walk through this place. There'd be hundreds in here and hundreds downstairs during the same service in the 70s and 80s. Isn't that wild? And, uh, but God was building this church and I don't have time to, I guess, go through all of the iterations and seasons. But I guess what I want to leave you with, and here's what's funny. I'm literally coming to work tomorrow here. (laughs) And I'm still here, I'm not leaving. (laughs) Um, And I'll be here on Sunday, and then I'll be here Monday again. So, So I really don't, I'm not saying goodbye. I'm just gonna leave on Wednesdays, like when everyone else is getting here to set up. I'm just gonna go home and have dinner with my kids. And so, um, but I'm, st- I'm still here. And, uh, and then maybe they'll let me come back and preach once, once every few years. And so, uh, but I'm not going anywhere, and yet I feel like there's uh, an impartation that I want to, to give to you, um, which hopefully you caught that over those stories, is that, like, it's one of my favorite words, paradox. It's a paradox, is... You and I are called to build the church, but you're not not building this thing. Skip and Chris and Kevin and Meg and and others whose names that most of us don't even know and most of them, many of them are long gone off of this earth, um, physically built this building. Um, And yet they did so with the understanding it's not us building this thing. You know, we, we came back 13 years ago It was in 2009, May of 2009, we moved home, had our one-year anniversary, jumped right into youth ministry, began volunteering, came on staff uh, just over a year later. And um, you're right, it it was kind of something that was mostly non-existent. And um, I was the drummer for the first almost three years of our youth ministry. I, I would play drums. And I am no longer anyone's favorite drummer. Thanks, Mom, but it's... I am not, um, the, the, the skill and the anointing and anything else in between has long left my body. The calluses have left my fingers and the desire has left my heart, so. Um, but if there's ever a pinch during a women's conference in a morning session where Eric pretends to be sick, then I will come through. And, and that happened two years ago. Um, it's the last time, I've, I think that's the last time I hit a physical drum, so. Um, but hey, if you pay me, I will play. Um, but we can't, I mean, we were. I was the only drummer, and me and Noel, like, we, we just felt like we had a word from the Lord to come home and just be home, and I didn't have a promise of a job. We had a youth pastor, a youth pastor who I loved and looked up to, and found out within weeks of coming home that he was going to be starting a church, and so, Happened. Brittany was there. Brittany was part of that. Brittany back there. And um, she was, uh, she was the, I don't know how she endured that season of just wild times, but we were, it was scrappy and it was fun. And I remember just, oh my gosh, we would go to Applebee's afterwards and celebrate that, um, you know, that. I won't say any names, but they didn't do too many weird things that weirded out that one cool kid who came that night, and like, it was, it was a fun, just a fun time, but we were building, and yet it wasn't us building. I remember some of those first times that I sat with somebody who, I remember sitting with a, a guy named Ryan and came home to find that his mom had taken her life and not knowing what to say, and I talked to Steve Bodwell, who you saw up there. Many of you know Steve Bodwell if you've been a part of the Tahoma community, and I remember talking with him, talking with my dad, and I remember those moments. I remember moments where we would open our home because somebody in the community had, had lost their life. I remember moments where um, we would do an invite night, and I remember the, the time that we did Nerd Night one year too long, and before the event even started, we said this was our last one, I wish we could cancel it, but it's 6.55. And do, we don't have the picture back there, do we? It's You might see it out there. If there's a picture that you don't understand, that's the one from Nerd Night. You'll look at it and you won't understand it. I'm not gonna give you any other description. You'll say, I don't understand. That was Nerd Night in probably 2010. And uh, I remember those moments and, uh but it wasn't us building. It was was God building his church. And my message for you is this, and it is this alone. Jesus is building his church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. If there is one thing for you to anchor your entire life to, for the rest of your life, that when life hits the fan, that you're anchored to something, and when life is great, that it's not about you even in those moments. If there's one thing for you to anchor your life to, it is the church of Jesus Christ. Something about the church. And remember Jesus is having this moment and he's having this moment with his disciples and he says to a crowd, a crowd's kind of overhearing him and he says, who do, who do people say that I am? And they have this interaction, and he's like, but who do you say that I am? And Peter responds to him, and he says, says, you're the Messiah. He's talking to Jesus. You're the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and this on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on loose will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. On this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And you know, I thought, okay, this is my last message as a youth pastor, it's not my last message. And it's probably not my last message to you. Um, And I thought about like, okay, should I talk about like, you know, the 10 things I learned in, in 13 years or, you know, spread the gospel, you should. It's literally the series that we've been in. Like, go out, share Jesus with people. They need it. The world's too dark to, for them to have anything less than the truth about Jesus. They need it. Live lives of holiness and honor authority and give your money and tithe and stay on mission and have faith that goes beyond Wednesdays. Serve on a Sunday. Be nice to... To people I don't know, like, read your Bible and pray, and, and, and don't, don't, don't date stupid people. Maybe that could be my message, just like, don't date stupid people. Drink good coffee, Tanner got that one. Um, we're starting to work on Malachi. He had, a, he had a little miniature vanilla latte this morning. He said it was pretty good, and so we're getting there. Stay undivided. <laughs> yeah, stay undivided, you know, like... Psalm 8611, that was our theme. Is it, eight? no, is it 8611? No, it's not 84, it's 86. P.S. 8611, yeah. Psalm 8611, Lord, give me an undivided heart so that I can worship you. And uh, that was our theme verse. I don't think we've talked about it in a while. UD's just kind of stuck. UD doesn't need, it's one word, undivided. It should just be you. I, and we literally intentionally just called it UD because maybe, like, we were literally copying Chad Veach because he had UG. That was it. Like, it was a total ripoff. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not that good of a name. Like, let's be honest, but it stuck. It was stuck. It was the, it was the theme for our very first camp that we did. And, uh, but I don't want to share that with you. I thought about the 10 things I could have done differently, like quit three years ago. Um, <laughs> Help more people, focus more on wrestling with and answering the hard questions in life. And (laughs) Sorry, I was just a joke. Um, Let go of more, compare myself less to other people, spend less time on social media. Would have told more people to stop dating dumb people. I don't know, but... The, the, the thing that I need you to know, and because it's so important, and it will keep you when the world becomes more and more unkept. I think this message has always been true and needed, but it's been highlighted lately. Because the world, as we see it, I don't want to be alarmist. I hope 5, 10, 20, 30 years from now that things seem just great. I don't know what the future holds. I don't. I don't know who will be president in a few years. I don't know what nations will be running the earth. I don't know when wars are gonna start and end. I don't know any of those things. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know how long you're gonna be here. I don't know how long I'm gonna, like I don't get to number my years. No, tomorrow's not guaranteed. But what I know is that, and I've made a commitment is that as long as I'm breathing, when I am found, I will be found anchored to something that is everlasting. And that's the church. Some of you have been found in recent seasons and you've been wavering and going through some really trying stuff and you're wondering, why am I disoriented? And I'm not here to say that I haven't been disoriented and that sometimes at my own hands that my own shortcomings have helped to cause disorientation. But the one thing that I know that has been true is that when even I'm disoriented, when I have not done a good job managing everything, when I have fallen short, the one thing that I am anchored to that is everlasting is the body of Christ. It's the church of Jesus Christ, which is led by the person of Jesus Christ who will never fail me and he'll never fail you. So what do you need to know? You need to build your life around the thing that God is building. There's nothing else that he's building. Yeah, he's building you, he loves you and beautiful things and I think you should Do good stuff and I think you should get a good career and I think you should be nice to people and I think you should give away some money and I think you should do things that enrich the world. I think you should make beautiful art and I think you should get good grades and I think you should move to uh, wherever you want to live and I think you should do all of those things but please do not mistake those as the thing that you're anchoring, your soul and your future and your past and your mistakes and your, your, your failures and your successes, that the one thing that you can anchor your life to is the church of Jesus Christ. And, and, and Jesus tells Peter, he says, dude, there's no way that you could have known what you just said unless God literally revealed it to you. And that's what I'm going to build the church on. Some of you need to we say it all the time, but you need to have not only this tenacity for yourself, but as you go, and as you interact with the world, that you don't waffle on what you know that it is people need. You might waffle on how do I reach my friends and how do I have the conversation right and how do I get these things right, how do I make good decisions and those things are practical and need some nuance and conversation and they take maturity and it takes a lifetime to figure those things out and you'll never get there. And that's, that's just reality, okay? But some of us, we've gone back and forth on it works for me, but maybe it won't work for them or it works for them, but maybe it won't work for me. There is one God, there is one truth, there is one everlasting kingdom. That's what I'm anchoring my life to. That's what I want to plead with you, to compel you to, to build your life on the church, to be found in the house of God, to build your week, to build your days, to build your priorities, to build your future planning, to build your stewardship, to build your resource, everything that you have, I'm not saying center it around undivided, this stage, that lobby. I'm not saying that. Don't reduce it to that. I'm saying there is one thing that will always be true. When everything else falls apart, the kingdom of God continues to advance. So stick with that. It's the only way. The gates of hell will try and it won't prevail against the church, but it will prevail in the world. So reading this morning, and I'll close. I have to close. Naharka said I have to end by 8.30. And it's 8.29, I don't know how long it's been 8.29, but I have somewhere between one and like 18 seconds or so. Daniel chapter seven, it's a prophetic book. And um, you, should, you shouldn't read it unless you wanna like go to a place like where, this, there's some intensity. And Daniel has this vision in a dream and he, was, he said, I'm disturbed by this vision. He saw four beasts, which represents four nations rising out of the ocean. And these are the end times and it's a poetic picture. But the beast represented, he got an interpretation, I won't go into the whole thing, but the beast represented nations. And there's lots of destruction. But then there's this one beast and he, he says this in verse 25 of chapter seven. He said, the beast will speak against the, this is what I want you to hear. The beast will speak against the most high and he will oppress the saints. And he will try and change the set times and the laws. And the saints, for a time, will be handed over to him. But the court will sit, this is what you need to hear. The court will sit and the beast's power will be taken away and completely destroyed forever. The sovereignty, the power, and the greatness of the kingdom of, or under all of heaven will be handed over to the saints, the people of the most high God. You need to understand that if the world falls apart, if everything you is, that is in your worst nightmare comes to pass, I pray it doesn't. I don't think it will. I pray it doesn't. I believe that the best is yet to come. But if it didn't, if the worst days were ahead of you, the one thing that you can know It is for a time, but there is something that outlasts that time. That is the kingdom of God. So anchor your soul to that so that when mom and dad go through struggle, that when car accident takes your friend's life, when destruction comes to your school, when ideologies compete with what you know Scripture says, that you can say, I'm not trying to stay on the right side of history. I'm trying to be in the right side of the kingdom, which outlasts history. It's the kingdom of God. So what am I saying? Let's not stop leaning in. Build more, serve more, give more, do more. But don't even make it about that, make it the fact that I gotta be found in the kingdom of God because it will outlast my life, it will outlast my legacy, it will outlast Bob Smith, it'll outlast Steve Murray, it'll outlast Taylor Murray, it'll outlast Cameron, it'll outlast Noel. it'll outlast Naharika, it'll outlast Talin. it'll outlast Malachi, it'll outlast Julian, it'll outlast Riley, it'll outlast Neri, it will outlast Eric, it will outlast Shane, it will outlast Steve, it will outlast every single one of you. It will last, And it will keep going, so be found in the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Would you stand up with me? And um, I, uh, I would keep preaching, but I have to end. And I want to shout out too the photo wall out there with all the old, some of the old merch from UD. That was that. I think we should keep that up. Just saying, it was cool. Uh, lift your hands if you wanna be a part of the church and build the church and, and be a part of something that is outlasting, everlasting. And get this, this is the great thing, is Madison lives in Texas, Ryan is in eternity. Madison's in Texas and David's in LA and John was in Spanaway and Josh is in Burien. But man, we're a part of the same family we're building the church. We're part of the God's church. So no matter where you go 50 years from down the road, you're still a part of the same family. So stick with it, anchor your life to it. Let it be the thing that keeps you going. Can I impart this to you? Would you just put, actually put your hands out like this like you're receiving a word? I believe that this is for some of you. And some of you, you're gonna begin to anchor the rest of your life, and God's gonna begin to explode opportunity. God's gonna begin to explode open doors and gifting. You've thought, what's my purpose? What am I here for? And the church is actually gonna unlock that for you. God's gonna use the church to unlock your gifting. You might say, I haven't been able to find my space, I don't know who I am, I'm struggling with identity issues, I'm struggling with what's my future. I'm not saying the church is going to fix your problems, you still got to do your homework, but God is going to unlock something in this season as you anchor your life to the most important thing that is on the planet, which is the church. So Lord, we anchor our lives to it, we say yes, we'll continue to go. Yes, we'll continue to build, but at the end of the day, even as we use our hands and our gifts and our voices, it is not us building, it is you building your church. And we thank you that the gates of hell, Satan himself, every demon in the earth, God, we just bind it, but we don't even have to mess with it because it's got nothing on the power of Jesus Christ and it cannot do anything. This is your house, your church, you're building it and the gates of hell will try and it will utterly fail to the the laughter of your people who say you tried, but you got nothing on our God. So God, we will build on that. We thank you that it is everlasting And we thank you, God. It is not a command so much as it's an invitation. We say yes. And may our yes be the end of someone's suicidal ideation. May our yes be the healing of a family. God, may our yes see teachers and administrators in schools saved. May our yes see this room full of middle and high schoolers. May our yes see other buildings built. May our yes see politicians and leaders and creators and artists be developed and released to benefit the world. God, may our yes bring you glory. God, we love you and we thank you so much that you're still building, you haven't stopped, and the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. Can we give God one big hand? We'll say thank you guys. Thank you for being here. And um, I want to put a challenge out to you students. Let's double this room next week. Bring people back. I won't be here, but I'm going to hear about it. So let's go. Let's build and see God do amazing things. We love you. God bless. Go get a cupcake. Go take a picture on the photo wall. I love you. Bye-bye.